you shine and give God the glory when you're going through your situations. Are you going to get depressed and you're going to get sad and going to start blaming everybody and asking, Lord, what is the problem with you? Why didn't this? No. Our job is to give God glory as we go through every situation in our life because he's got our back. He is with us. He is with us. He is for us. And yes, we're going to have situations. Yes, we're going to have things that don't go particularly the way we want. And another thing, why do we think we can tell God what we want him to do? We get in and pastor now teaching us on, on finding the will of God. And we as saints are notorious, notorious for telling God what we want him to do. Telling God how we want him to change the situation in our life. Telling God, well, this is the way I want I won't be happy unless it happens this way. Well, honey, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be happy. Because the Lord, he is not our cosmic bellhop. He will not just hop to your whim and your whatever you want. You, and as we're learning in our Wednesday night Bible study, you need to know. The purpose that the Lord has you here on this earth and know the will of God for your life. And I tell you, as pastors teaching us, I, I, I'm getting more understanding and, I, you know, it kind of stirs you up and makes you glass it. Lord, you, you had a purpose for my life. I mean, before the foundation of the earth, and we'll get to that early, a little later in the lesson, but I, we are not just here willy nilly. There's a reason why we're here and we are to affect the lives of other people. And when I talk to people, I say, look, you are going through this situation now, but you're not going through it just for yourself. There are going to be people in your lives, people that you come in contact with, people that's going to, that the Lord's going to have come across your path, that you are going to be able to bless them because you've gone through this situation. You've come out victorious and you came out standing on the word of God. And then you can shine and give God glory for what he's already done in your life. So, you know, a lot of times we try to try to pray away our problems, pray away every situation, rebuke everything coming down. No, get in the will of God. And let him direct your path. And as you, you know, situation that I'm not saying that God's put in these situations in your life. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying when they show up, the Lord says, I will deliver you out of them all. Key point. Remember that he's not sending them. He's not. No, he just told me, do it. What do you know? Cause he knew what was coming down the pike, but also he's my healer. Do you know that? Do you know it for yourself? We as saints of God have to get to the place where we know the word for ourselves, be able to stand on that word and not be swayed by the situations. Because you see some saints, they get mad when a trial and tribulation come and it lasts longer than a minute. You know, well, I've been going through this for five minutes. I, you know, I need to know you're saying of God's scriptures and many are the situations that you're going to have, but God shall will deliver you out of the mall. So don't get mad at God. Don't get mad at your pastors. Don't get mad at your family when situations, you know, come up. A lot of people, they begin to blame everybody and not get, get quiet before the Lord said, Lord, help me here with this. Give me the wisdom to, and the knowledge to know how to deal with the situation, what I need to do, because God always has the better plan. You need to know that no matter how much you plan and purpose that you're going to do in your life. And this is what I want to do. And this is God always has the better plan. Now, I can tell you for me personally, I, I told the Lord years gone by, I never want to be married to a preacher. <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I was young and I, I said that I said, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to marry a preacher. 
I, I don't, I, I saw my mom and all that she went through with the saints of God. And I said, they are not going to make me cry every day. Like they made my mother cry. I said, I'm not even going to, I, said, I don't want to be a pastor's wife. I don't want to be married to a preacher. So that, well, that's wonderful. He said, see, that was my plan. But see, God had a better plan. And as a matter of fact, when uh, Paris and I got married, he wasn't a preacher. So, you know, when I was one day ranting and raving to the Lord, talking about I didn't want to, I didn't want to be married to a preacher, he said, no, you didn't. You didn't marry a preacher. I saved him just before y'all got married. So you didn't marry a preacher. Of course, now he is a pastor. <laughs> I am a pastor's wife, and I'm loving it. <laughs> because the Lord gave me one nice set of words, you know, when I was, I mean, I'm flitting off and I am fussing because as, as you know, the pastor got saved and <clears throat> he went up the ranks and became a deacon and then he became a minister. And then the, the day he told me the Lord called him to be a pastor, that's the day I flipped out. But the thing is, while I was flipping and when I finally settled down, the Lord just, he just told me this thing. He says, well, he is going to be a pastor with or without you. So I quickly flipped the script. I am with him all the way. He's on this journey. I'm right there with him. I'll be whatever you want. I didn't want, I didn't want to, to um, be without my husband. But his destiny that the Lord had predestined for him, he was going to be a pastor. He knew I needed to be there to, to be a support to him. I didn't know that. I just saw the negative sides of how my mother dealt with being a pastor's wife. He said, you don't have to go that route. You know the word. You need to stand. And, you know, so that's not even part of my lesson. I didn't know why I told you that. But anyway, the thing is, we have to get to the place where we trust God, trust the plan and the purpose that he has for us, and stop trying to tell God what to do with your life. He knows what's best for you. He knows what's best for me, and he only wants the best for us. You know, so our job is to get to know the word of God. So let God get the glory out of your life. When situations come and the people around you say, well, you should be upset. I mean, you're not losing it. You're not flipping out. No, no. Why? Because God's getting the glory through your life. You're shining. You're standing on his word, and you're letting the world know, look, I don't have to flip out like the rest of the world when situations, bad things come. Yes, we all have bad things that come into our life. And we have to deal with them and we have to grow from them. And, and just know, and I keep telling that, look, God's got your back. He knows what's going on. He's there for you. He will bring you out. So that's what I want you to know. And so the Lord said, what do you know? I know the word of God. So I had to know the word of God and know that God's word was is settled. You know, whether I believe it or not, his word is settled in heaven. So my job is to believe what it says. So in Psalms 119 and 89 says forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And Amplified says forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, stands firm as the heavens. His word stands firm as the heavens. He said it's, it is settled. And the passion says standing firm in the heavens and fastened to eternity is the word of God. Wow. His word is fastened to eternity. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's settled forever. So what the word of God says is true. He's not going to change it. You know, some people think, well, and this is what I used to think. Well, look, I'm so good. I'm, I'm so good. The Lord's going to, you know, he's going to change it. No, 
He he'll change his forever anybody. I don't care how cute and this I tell the children. I said, I don't care how cute you your parents may think you are. You need to listen and do the right thing. I mean they think you're cute and everything you do is, is fun. But you need to learn, you need to listen. It could save your life one day. You know, so the Lord's not gonna change his word for you or or for me or how cute or how good I thought I was. You know, I had an epiphany to know it's not all about you, Dora. It's not about you. It's about the word of God. It's about the love of God. And God knows I needed all of that. I needed his love. I needed his joy. I need everything. And he brought me to. So through. So John 8 and 32, which was our base scriptures. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So what is it? What do you know? You have to know the truth. And the truth you know will set you free. So I knew that the sickness was not unto death. I knew that because God loves me, he was going to make everything come out right for me. I knew because I was his child that he was with me. And I know he cannot lie. His word cannot lie. He cannot lie. God loves me and he's going to send me through. So um, my job was to stay in the word of God. And continue to speak what God says about me. Continue to stand on, believe on, rely on, trust in God. Hallelujah. And know that he's got, he said, it's not unto death. It's not unto death. I don't care how much the old boy is screaming to you. This is not unto death. I don't care how many symptoms try to attack your, your, your body. This is not unto death. I am Lord God that heals you. And that's exactly what he wants. So I'm asking again, what do you know? When a situation comes up in your life, what do you know? Are you willing to stand on the word of God in the midst of adversities, in the midst of the hard times, in the midst of the troubles? Are you willing to stand on the word of God, you know, and not try to make God to be the cosmic bellhop, but stand on his word, believe his word and continue to stay and thank you, my Lord. I thank you because your word says I am already healed. I'm not begging you to heal me. And we'll go into this later on in lesson. I'm not begging God to heal me. Why? That's an insult because he said I'm already healed. So my job is to say, Lord, I thank you for the total healing of my body from the crown of my head, through the sole of my feet, to the tips of my toes and around my bone, my blood flowing through my body. I am already healed. Jesus healed me over 2022 years ago. He says you were healed. So if he says I'm healed, that means I'm going to need to stand on the word until I see full manifestation because he can't lie. God can't lie. So our job is not to get discouraged. Not to be sad and all, woe is me because, you know, you got a situation. We all have them. You're going to go through them, but come out victor victorious. Because the Lord said, he always, that blessed be unto God who always causes us to triumph, who always gives us the victory. But you're not going to get the victory being sad and, and all despondent and woe is me and how long is this going to last and when is the Lord going to bring me out of this? No. You are not going to be fussing and hollering at God to think you can get a change in your situation. I'm sorry. That just doesn't work. But when you begin to bless the Lord, when you begin to praise his name, when you begin to sing his praises and glorify the Lord, 
The scripture said it steals the hand of the enemy. It stops to Satan in his tracks. It stops him from screaming and hollering at you. When you begin to praise the Lord, it flips the devil out because he said she should be crying. She should be having a nervous breakdown when all is going on. And she's up here singing praises to God, thanking the Lord, blessing for her healing, blessing for the finance. Yes. Why? Because his word is forever settled in heaven. I know his word. What do you know? What do you know? So I, I knew the word of God. And I knew I had to stand to the word of God. And I knew that I was already healed. So I'm standing for, I was standing there until I get full manifestation, until I totally see my total healing. And you have to know your job too. My job was to stand in the word. Your job is to do the same thing. You have to, you know, don't get angry at God. Don't get sad at God. Don't get mad at everybody else. Stand on the word of God. And you, maybe you should ask yourself this question. What do I know? Do I know the word of God? Do I know of the word of God? Have I spent time and enough with the word of God to have a relationship with God? You know, people, you know, they want God to be the cosmic bellhop, but they have no relationship. They've spent no time with the Lord. They haven't heard anything he said. And we, they get down and pray 15, 20 minutes. They're just firing at God, firing at God, firing at God. All the things they want him to do. Amen. They up and going. Didn't say, say one minute to get a response from the Lord. Not one minute of thanksgiving or praise to God. Just all what you want, just firing, firing, and then up and going, and don't say anything else to the Lord for the whole day. Start the next morning, if you even remember to get up and pray, but you're back to firing at God. Oh, you just, every day, no. When are you going to spend some time with the Lord? Practice his presence, speaking to him all day. Lord, I thank you that you are with me. I thank you that you said in your words, you would never leave me nor forsake me. I mean, begin to praise the Lord for what he's already said is yours. And we're going to get to that in the lesson. Um, what he said is yours, what belongs to you. Do you even know what belongs to you? Not to, no judging, but do you know what belongs to you? All the things that the Lord is, the Lord has said is ours. We're going to get through this. I'm going to go through Ephesians chapter one, one through 23. I will not get through it through this this sessions that we're going to be together. But whenever, whenever we get back together, I'm going to continue on this. What do you know? And talking to you about what God says is ours and how it's, it's already ours, but how to get it to come to full manifestation in your life. So, you know, um, standing on the word. So the truth will set you free, will make you free when you get to know the word of God. So we stand, we stand, we stand, not get discouraged. Don't get quit. Some of them, I'm saying, get mad and quit the church. They quit the church. They get mad at God. I'm not coming back. I prayed. I gave my tithes. I gave my offer and I did all this. And look what I'm going through. I'm standing. I'm tired of standing. Yeah. You get mad at the only one, the only one that can bring you through. The only one that can help you, that's the one you're angry at. You're in the wrong road going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I know it's direction, but I just wanted to make that emphasis. You're on the wrong road going in the wrong direction. God is not your problem. He is your answer. Hallelujah. But carnal Christians are always stuck on what they can feel, see, touch, hear, or taste. They're in the five senses. They are moved by the senses, but they're not moved by what God says, only by their, their senses. And their knowledge only comes by the five senses. But your answer, I'm telling you now, your answer is not coming through with the, the senses because God is a spirit. 
He deals with us in the spirit. And if you're locked in only physical, what you can taste and smell and hear it all, you're not going to get the true manifestation that God has for you because you're a carnal Christian. I'm not saying you're a bad Christian. You're just sense motivated. So, and as long as you're motivated by your senses, then you will not be able to receive what God has for you because by the time you get, you'll get discouraged because your senses say, no, that pain is still there. You feel around for the, you know, the scripture saying by the stripes that Jesus bore in his back, I'm healed. And you go to move and that pain shoots through your back, shoots through your toes, shoots through your head and all. And the devil said, you ain't healed. You felt that, didn't you? Our job is to stand on the word of God and continue to speak it until you see the full manifestation, but you have to believe to receive what's already yours. Your job is to receive what's already been bought and paid for you through the finished work of the cross. If you don't receive it, you'll keep, excuse me, you'll keep begging and asking God to, to heal you. God, please heal me. God, please heal me. God, please heal me. You're begging for something you already have. Now, if I walked up to you and just say, I'm, I'm going to give you this plant here. I walk up to you and give it to you. And you have it in your hand. And then you look at me and say, can I have that plant? Can I have that plant? I said, the plant that's in your hand? Can I have that plant? I'm going to really wonder, does his elevator go all the way up to the top? Because he's got the plant in his hand. I've already given him the plant. Why is he asking me for the plant? So I may not say anything, but look at him. Kind of like some of the prayers when we pray and you don't hear anything from God. Because you're begging and crying for something you already have. God sees you completely healed in the spirit. You, flesh, sense, knowledge, sees you say, oh, I'm not healed. I'm not I'm still sick. Okay. As long as you say, I'm sick. Oh, so I'm sick. Oh, I feel so bad. You're going to keep it because scriptures say you can have what you say. So my job in these teachings is to get us past sense knowledge, get us to the spirit to, to get our minds renewed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you know what the word of God says and know it's his word. You know, our problem is we flip through you know, scriptures really fast. We read a scripture and say, oh, I know what that says. You're familiar with it, but you don't know what it says. And then if you've read it, you don't believe what it says. And if you try to believe and you don't have um, revelation knowledge on that scripture, you have to spend time. You have to read the word, stay in the word, meditate in that word, mutter that word over and over and over again. Lord, give me revelation knowledge on this scripture. You're still fighting a battle and wait, waiting. I'm waiting on God to heal me. And you're still waiting on that. You need a revelation of his word. You need wisdom of his word for it to be revealed and explode in your in your system until you know that you know that you know. I, I'm already healed. Body, <laughs> you toast because I'm already healed. You might come on, line up. Because now the word, as you ask the Lord to, to let um, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, and we'll get to that soon too. You know, he begins to uh, you know, reveal to you, hey, you already have nothing to picture this. You are begging. This is, I'm so far out of my lesson. It's not even funny, but you are begging God, begging God, begging God to heal you. And just imagine the Lord 
God and Jesus, they're on the throne, and, and, and God looks at Jesus and say, didn't you tell them they're already healed? He said, yeah, I did. I, I told them. He said, but why are they begging for something they already have? And you know, the Holy Ghost said, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I know you said they're already healed. Jesus went to the cross, died, was beat, went into hell, defeated Satan, came out with the keys to hell, death, and the grave, and, and rose again and said, I'm giving you the, key, the keys to the kingdom. And we still begging, God, please heal me. God, when are you going to heal me? God, when are you going to heal me? He's going to say, when are they going to receive what I gave them? When are they going to receive what my word says? See, we don't, we don't, and, 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 and this is the Lord's been talking to me. We don't spend enough time with the scriptures to get revelation knowledge to know. But when you know in your knower, deep down in your knower, there will be a change in you, a change in your approach to the Lord. I mean, you, you because you'll know, hey, I, this is a done deal. The Lord says, I am healed. That's the truth. He cannot lie. He gave me his oath. He gave me his promise. He gave it to you too. So the job is, what do you know? I have not, let me put a dent in the beginning of this scripture. But between now and the time we get back together, I want you to spend time with the first Ephesians 1. Go all the way through the whole chapter. Out, read it. Meditate on it. Scripture by scripture, taking the time to say, Lord, reveal it to me, reveal it to me, reveal it to me, because this is where, where we want to end up is in verse 17. It says, the Lord God, our God, Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's the, all the, the ultimate goal at the end of, as we get to the end of this chapter, I'm just jumping your head just a little bit. So, you know, while we're apart, while we're, I'm not like speaking to you again, uh, verse 17 and verse 18, I want you to mutter, meditate until it becomes alive. This is a prayer. Pray this for yourself every morning that the eyes of my understanding, that the eyes of Dora Hunter's understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. When you get into the scripture and realize that God, God has chosen you. He has called you. You before the, the foundation of the world, you were chosen. I did, I, we're going to get into this real more deeper. But when that, that hit my spirit, like nobody's business to realize before, before, the earth was formed. My days were already planned. My life was already charted. The Lord already saw me and he knew I was going to accept the calling that he gave me before the foundation of the world. Do you understand? If you're hearing this and you're, you're listening to this message, you've been chosen. The Lord already chose. It's not an accident that you're hearing this before he made the world. Your days were planned. Your days were charted. God saw you. That is a Selah moment. You got to pause and think, I mean, and I, we'll get to it when we get back together. <clears throat> Excuse me. But before the earth was formed, the Lord saw you. He knew that Dora, at the time, Weddington, <clears throat> 
was coming along and that Dora Hunter is going to need me on that day. He saw all of that. He saw you. You are no accident. You are no mistake. I don't care how you got here, when you got here, what they said about your arrival, whatever, you were predestined. And we're going to get into that later on in scripture, uh, verse three. We'll get into that. But just know God loves you unconditionally, unconditionally. He loves you. God is love. He doesn't have it. He is it. And it's unconditional. You can't live good enough for God to love you based on your performance. You can't live bad enough to get God not to love you based on your performance. Your performance has nothing, nothing to do with the love of God. God just loves you. Who you are and all your warts and whatever you have, well, you just don't know how bad I've been. God knew and he knew it before the world was formed. So if he, if he was going to be upset, he would say, well, we won't even let that one be born. That's not what he did. He predestined you for this day, for this time, to know that you are his child, to know that he loves you, that there is a purpose for you in this world. The enemy is going to try, want to try and take you out, but God's got a purpose for you. And as we get deeper into this lesson, the Lord will begin to reveal to you all that he has for you. So stay in while, cause we won't be together for a little bit, but, um, first, uh, first Ephesians, Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 and 18. I want you to pray that prayer over yourself. Put your name in that prayer every day, every night, pray Ephesians. So the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his cause, that you may know what the Lord has already predestined you to be. You are his child. Hallelujah. And he's, he's predestined good things. He knows the things and the plans that he has for you. Hallelujah. Your job, Lord, reveal it to me. Give me your wisdom. As verse 17 said, I need your wisdom and your understanding. Pray these two scriptures over you, over, over, and over every day, every day, every day, every day. And when we get back together and I start teaching this lesson again, you're going to tell me, I got it. The Lord showed me, he revealed, um, he's going to be revealing things in your life that you didn't even understand. Why? Because you're now inviting him in. You're practicing in his presence. Lord, I need your wisdom. Lord, I need your understanding. I, I don't know it all, but what I do know, I do know. And what I don't know, I need you to show me. So question, what do you know? I know God loves me. I know that God loves you. I know that God is with you. I know that God is for you. I know he is your healer. He is your provider. He is your love. He is your peace. He is your joy. He's given you all these things. What do you know? You need to get into the word until you know, and you know, all that God says you are, all that has already been predestined for you, all that has already been paid for you and begin to believe these words, begin to believe the word of God and say, now receive what God has already done for you. Receive what Jesus has already done the finished work of the cross. And when he asks you what the question, what do you know? You can give him an answer. 
And when Satan comes to you with his lies, you can beat him in the ground with the answer of the word of God. Because you know God's word. You know it's forever settled in heaven. You know it's truth and he cannot lie. He's gave you his oath and his promise. You are the apple of his eye. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. What do you know? God with you. God before you. Because he loves you. So until we meet again, stand on the word of God. Continue to bless the name of the Lord and to remember, Lord, I thank you that the eyes of my understanding is being enlightened. I thank you that you give me your wisdom and your understanding. I bless your name. I bless your name. For you are good and you are worthy to be praised. God bless you. See you real soon and know God loves you. We thank you for joining us for service today. Before we leave, we would like to give you the opportunity to know Jesus. It's as simple as ABC. I accept God and I acknowledge the sins in my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I commit my life to you. If you said that simple prayer, we believe that you've been born again. Welcome to the family.